0: Yo,
1: yo, yo. What's up, John Stamps? Welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast.
0: How are you, man?
1: Uh, doing good. Uh with us uh is my co host, Bridget Haran. Bridget, John Stamps, John Stamps, Bridget.
0: What's up? Hey Bridget, how you
2: doing? Not too bad.
1: So you were asking yeah, me, uh thank you for agreeing to be on here. I know you asked me about five minutes ago what this podcast
0: was. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> this, is a, this is a fair question. Hey
0: man, I'm hey, you're a friend. And uh, you've never steered me wrong before. So,
1: <laughs> so uh, we decided to make a podcast in in quarantine. Uh, Bridget's pretty much a, a neighbor, um, and we both got laid off uh, of our jobs in the same week. And I have a podcast studio built just built in my house. So we decided to start a new podcast. Where well, originally we were calling uh, comics during during the first weeks of quarantine. And just kind of checking the in with
0: ran through them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was very sad. It
1: was it was more depressing than funny. You would think it might be funny. Um, oh
0: well, I uh, hope you're in for more of that with me.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so obviously you know, quarantine's kind of opened up, and we're uh, you know just kind of doing doing the
2: yeah this next phase of uncertainty a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, we we've opened it up to calling some artists, and I was like, I wanted to have you on my other podcast, and we were talking, and I didn't realize you'd moved to Nashville.
0: <laughs> no, that was my bad. I should have started with that. I waited till we had all the kinks ironed out, and then you're like, "Here's my address," and I was like, "Oh shit."
1: <laughs> so how long how long have you how long have you been in? Because I always see you traveling, so I just assume you're just like uh, always on the road. But I didn't realize you'd actually moved. Moved.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of like one of those uh, uh, Instagram models who's just like constantly posting from like different trips mm-hmm. all over the place. So that you never really know where I am. So that is kind of fucking fair. Honestly, <laughs> that's fair. I have people all the time who uh, have no idea who hit me up. And they're like, let's hang out or, like, something, something. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't live in India anymore. They're like, well, I didn't know. And I was like, well, I tag Nashville yeah. every time I post something <laughs> down here. And they're like, yeah, but you fucking, you posted shit down there before. So how? Um, but I moved down here in, in July. Oh, um, so like
2: in in, kind of quarantine time. Still, you were like, well, fucking, let's quarantine. let's get out of here. <laughs>
0: Full quarantine time. I moved <laughs> down here, and, and I got and I got COVID week one. You got COVID? Yeah, brother.
1: Oh, you fuck. got me. How 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 bad was it?
0: I got lucky, honestly. Um, I, as in that I didn't have um, any serious symptoms. Like you didn't I, die.
2: Is like
0: yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. I worked with somebody. I I started a new job and uh, someone I worked with had it, so I had to go get tested. That's the only reason And I ended up having to, like... I was staying with some friends at that point, so Shit. they pretty much got trapped with me for two weeks. And, um, but, yeah, I never I ended up getting tested, and they all got tested a couple times, and none of them ever tested positive for it. But,
1: wow. So did you um, have to, like, quarantine, like, in a different part of the house or something, or were you just locked up in a room for two weeks?
0: Uh, no. So they... It was pretty much, like i had been, like, smoking joints with these fucking guys when I tested positive. So they were like, man, we fucking got it. Like, there's no way we didn't get it. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, they were kind of like, man, we're going to get it. Like, it's it's inevitable. Like, there's no way we're not going to get it. So mm.
2: you're like, we might as well, we'll just leave. keep doing what we're doing. Uh, you know, we're going to leave their names out of this.
0: So. Yeah, <laughs> please fucking not. yeah, we were fucking just chilling, man. It was... Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to glamorize having COVID, but it was probably about as <laughs> as, good, as chill as it gets. I went fucking. I didn't go anywhere, but I went uh, out in. Uh, I guess a location vacation out of it too, but it was uh, a <laughs> nice scenic. It was a nice scenic house to be at. Yeah. But I can't thank Luke Bryant enough for. You know, let me cross with him while I had COVID. Him and his family,
2: you know? Right. You're like, thanks, guys, for letting me move in. Um. Also, maybe you should go get tested. Yeah.
1: I brought I brought the yeah. I Brought the COVID. Brought COVID, the Rona. Brought the Covito with me. So right. this move to Nashville was this, I assume, to uh, further your music career, right? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I was
0: trying to think <laughs> of something funny to say, but yeah. <laughs> Damn, I didn't have the quickness. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I've been barfing in at Sam's in Fountain Square for like six years and it was just feeling, I was just ready for something new. Um, me and a significant other of a long time that I've split up and it was just kind of seemed like that and then that motherfucking unemployment mm-hmm. slapped and, uh, it just seemed like everybody was waiting to go back to work in Indy, all my service industry friends, because they were still collecting unemployment. And I was like, if I jump down there now, I can probably get in somewhere because no one wants to go back to work. And yeah.
2: You're like, I'll be the first one to come back and then not worry about it.
0: And then my dumbass got COVID. <laughs> so, uh, um, But then I kind of ended up working out um, in the end because I ended up finding another job and uh already had it, so I mean I feel the C B C doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about, but I guess I feel a little bit more okay about I mean I gotta work. It is what it is, but I guess mm-hmm. I feel a little bit safer. Um yeah, what was the question?
1: No now when you said you worked at Sam's Silver Circle, Bridget's face lit up. I well, like so- obviously she's been cut off or kicked out of there before.
2: No, so I, I am not a comedian, and so we've been calling all these comics. I'm a chef here in, in Indy, and um, I, so Dykel sometimes gives me, like, a background of, like, how he knows the people we're calling, and so we were watching um, some of your videos, and I was like, he looks really familiar, but I opened Geraldine's Supper Club uh, up the road from Sam's, and so I had never been in Sam's before, and I was like, I don't know why he looks familiar, but, like, that would be why, because of Sam's Silver Circle. Oh,
0: yeah, we used to get some Geraldine's... Uh... Uh, there'd always be like some people walking in, and I could just tell by how they're dressed. I'd be like, "Y'all are grabbing a drink, or you go to Geraldine's, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, y'all, I, I, y'all are from these parts."
2: Yeah, they're, they're like, "I want a beer in a shot before I pay, you know, twenty dollars for a Manhattan or something." So,
0: yeah, yeah, I never ate over there, but I did hear do a really good thing.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm the chef at Brew Dog now, so I've just bounced around Fountain Square. But that's why it just clicked, as he said, as you said, Sam's. I was like, oh, "Okay, that's why he looks familiar." <laughs>
0: Yep.
1: So uh I was showing Bridget some of your music videos to, because like I always think it's weird when people do an interview and they're like, Hey, let's listen let's listen to some of your music together right now. It's like you've heard <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. You've heard it before. You know what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. So uh we played the I, I appreciate the, that. <laughs> <laughs> we played the well I, I we played the we played the new newest one or newer one, the the sad kid cutty. Oh um, yeah,
0: that's brand new. That just came out on Monday.
1: Oh, okay, awesome. We played that. Where was that filmed, by the way?
0: Uh, Salvation Mountain. It's, like, near San Diego. It's near, like, the Mexican border in California.
2: Okay. Really cool spot. Like, it was, you were walking around, I was like, that was really, I need to go there. Yeah. This, it seems really awesome.
0: Yeah, this old guy went out there to build an eight-foot monument to God. He's, like, a very Christian man. I forget how many years ago. There's, I, I'm spacing his name right now, um, the guy that created the place. He ended up just spending years out there and developing it into like what it is today. And basically it's this guy's like sculpture to like God as his like thank you to God and his message is just like, you know, love everyone, positivity. Um but it's, yeah, it's just this random thing that turned into this really uh, I mean it's, it's pretty popular. I mean, they get tons of visitors. Which is that we, r- we were just happened to be there on a slow day.
1: It's also a real juxtaposition to the content of the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. That was kind of a that was kind of what I was going for, so it, it, it worked out. Did, did you? I was like, man, wouldn't wouldn't it be wild to just have this sad fucking song shot at like the happiest place? <laughs> like I like like if I if I had the budget to shoot it at fucking Disney World, you know, <laughs> we would have done that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It was, but, a, it was okay. great, but I, I was definitely like, we were listening to it. It was the first time I was hearing it as well. And I was like, this is kind of different than his normal stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, he, he probably wrote this during a, during a quarantine lockdown because it's giving me some... No, uh, that,
0: that's an old one, man. Oh, that, uh, is it? <laughs> yeah. That, it just uh, has felt um, relevant now. <laughs> no, yeah, it's funny. But uh, I wrote that one like a long time ago and I wasn't even going to put it on this album. And then it was just kind of like it just felt like really relevant to me again. So
3: yeah, oh yeah,
0: because I honestly that that video was like never gonna see the light of day or anything. And then I was like, man, this feels good again. So
2: mm-hmm. voila, like, this feels topical.
0: Well, then we started going yeah, mix mix and master.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, then we started uh, going down the rabbit hole, and I was just like, well, I, got, I was like, my favorites is uh, the Bill Murray song, the collaboration that you did and <laughs> oh yeah i was just like that shot right around the, the right down the street you gotta check this out <laughs> and all of a sudden i was like oh i, I said i was calling five minutes ago <laughs> we're,
0: we're down and a got, hole. yeah and then all of a sudden you're on oreo jones and then there's a nice little indiana rabbit hole you can go down on youtube mm-hmm. oh
1: it's for sure many a drunken night i've done that <laughs> i think i did that yeah I think i I for sure did that like a week ago at my buddy's birthday party because I was like, I gotta, you know listen this song
3: because
1: <laughs> I was like, you're gonna love the- i I'm, I'm, I'm always impressed at how many Bill Murray references that you crammed into into that song specifically your and lines. we
0: and me and Sean really like we didn't write those verses together and I think we only referenced like I think we both referenced uh what about Bob and uh Kingpin, but i I really think that's it like. For us not writing it together, we did a really good job of not, and I don't think either of us heard each other's verses. We really, before writing ours, did not overlap on Bill Murray references as much as you would think. Yeah.
2: Well, he has such a, like, large body of work, and are like, like, eh, we'll, we'll, we'll wing it, and it'll be good.
0: Yeah. Well, Nick sent us, so that song, Nick sent us that first, his verse, and he didn't have any fucking Bill Murray references. So I think me and Sean were just both like, "What are we well, doing what here?" The fuck? There's like a huge opportunity here. Yeah, and then I, I remember Nick. Nick was never like pissed, but I think he was always just like, "Damn, I kind of fucking missed the boat," because
2: <laughs> you know, what I
0: mean, like y'all got all these fucking Bill Murray references on this shit, and like people, we, you know,
2: we thought that was the thing. It, it well, yeah,
0: exactly, and it's so rare in music that you can make something like. So, like, kind of kitschy, topical, like that, and it not come off like unsincere or unauthentic, you know, and not sound like this, like, oh, these guys were trying to make a fucking viral song about Bill Murray, you know, for a TikTok campaign. It's like, no, that was just like, you know, maybe a Vine, music or Vine back. That's more.
1: R.I.P. Vine, yeah, R.I.P. Vine. Oh, I guess R.I.P. TikTok, right? It's done too.
0: That's what
1: they say. TikTok ain't going fucking nowhere, brother. <laughs> uh, I'm I, telling you. I, I have a question for you. So, uh, originally, we had my roommate just kind of riff like a like a intro song for us every week um, over over a beat that we found. We found I think it was the very first beat that I found. It was called Drunk Dial. No,
2: Dyke had given me like three weeks in advance. He was like, "Hey, like just find like a song that's like you know it, it just like." you know, just something that nobody has any kind of credit to, but it's just kind of like a a good. And I was like five minutes before we were recording. He was like, Hey, so like that song you're supposed to find. And I was like, Oh (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So like typed in like drunk dial, like free, no credit like into YouTube. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, here it is. I found it weeks ago. It's uh, it's going to be really good. But then Thad would record over it.
1: So my question is if, if I, if I send you this beat, would can you do like a 30 to 60 second uh, intro for this episode
0: oh yeah man uh it doesn't yeah. I mean what is the beat is the beat hot I mean I got beats too can I just use one of like my own beats you
1: know sure yeah,
0: yeah. well that'll work um, can we do like a can we do like an acoustic thing for it
1: yeah <laughs>
2: absolutely he says pulling out his guitar yeah. <laughs> uh
1: <laughs> So, I mean, the only thing is... You know, I,
0: I, what direction we can go so many days
1: Well, it's, just, it's the Drunk Dial podcast. It's uh, Bridget and Dyke. Um, that's uh, pretty much it. I don't on, know baby, if,
0: You can get whatever you like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, hit, hit, hit it says... Record on that motherfucker. It <laughs> says... Uh, I guess we're recording already. We got it done. Drinking <laughs>
1: drink and calling people. I'm trying to think. Uh, that's pretty much it. That's it's not really It's that's not shit. too deep.
0: Yeah. You know, um, I have... I have nothing but, well, I, I work, but I got nothing but time. Um, I, would, I would love, that would be the, uh, I did a, uh, I did like six theme songs for, uh, have you ever bought a uh, bonsai tree for my boy Eric at Sound Square Bonsai?
2: Sure have. I've got a little Campbell's can one sitting on my, on my uh, counter at home.
0: So, uh, so to plug my guy, so he does like these workshops that he was doing during quarantine, and I got to host one well i was the guest on one who's the host and basically it's like 40 bucks i think and they'll deliver your bonsai tree to you with the pot the dirt everything and then he leads the class on like a zoom call and like walks you through how to pot it and how to take care of it and uh oh yeah i forgot where i was going with that but so for the episode i was on they asked me to do a theme song and i i knew that they were expecting me to do like a rap thing so i uh I just did like a bunch of shitty covers of like TV theme songs, like the <laughs> cheer <theme> and like, <laughs> and like just, uh, it was great, and I had a lot of fun with it. So I would, I would love to do that.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Any, any, any style would be great. I think
0: I was gonna uh, say, careful what you fucking wish for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some German sense. <laughs> yeah, she sent us one, but uh, we're not gonna fucking play it. But you did it, guys.
1: No, this is, uh, I mean, we've come a long way. When we first started, uh, we were very, we were like the drunk to, we were very drunk. Yeah. Um, and then I think we realized that if we do the interviews at the beginning, when we're, we're just starting drinking, that works out a lot better. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, and then also we're just not be like, you know, it was very, it was so sad. I can't, I can't, I can't undersell how sad everybody was at yeah. the beginning.
2: Well, and it's like now, like it was, oh, I, it was yeah. before people there had no like hope. a plan. Like mm-hmm. people, like yeah, then people but, were like, oh, we'll do zoom shows. Oh, like I'm, I'm learning a new yeah. language or like people started doing it. But like the beginning, it was just like, um, everything is dust. What are we going to do? Yeah. yeah.
0: What are we going to do? And no one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you don't have a job. You don't have any money. Uh, right. what's, what's, <laughs> what's going on? How how you feeling? Yeah. <laughs>
0: You've had six shots of Jack Daniels. What's up, man, you know? Some t- what th- demons have been popping out while you've been sitting at fucking home all day? staring at you,
1: so. There was definitely some people that we talked to and they were like, you're the first human that I've talked to in five days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should have talked to somebody before there.
2: Yeah, it was... But it was like, then it was cool because then as, as he, it uh, started to evolve... Sorry, Cody, uh, our producer, gets very excited about things um he uh uh, but no it was it was interesting like once we started like getting into it people had really fun things like everyone was doing different zoom shows or there was some people that were doing like drive-in movie uh like drive-in movie theater shows and and it was like the creativity that came out of it was really cool once we got past that you know existential dread and sadness that really kicked it off yeah
0: i want I wanted to throw a show at kids pre quarantine. I thought that would be to do like a little day festival there, too. So I'm kind of shitty that COVID really fucking made, you. There. Made everybody, yeah, made everybody beat me to a fucking punch. Have you so have like a little kids day fest, the movies? You, I need to talk to someone at kids. <laughs> have you done any outdoor kids? Sh- get a hold of me. Have you yeah. done any
2: outdoor no, shows? Reach out.
1: At all, you haven't done any. Uh-uh.
0: No, I had a couple things. I had a couple DJ gigs booked in Indy, and they all, um, they all like fell through. Um, and then it's and then at this point, I just kind of decided like, um, I, told, I totally, I don't hold, I don't have any judge, I don't pass any judgment on anyone uh, doing shows or throwing any shows as long as you know they're obviously like doing it responsibly and not being dickheads about it. But yeah. um, I, I just think they're. Um, there's other things that I can focus on right now as as an artist and even just like from a promotional standpoint, like uh, what y'all were talking about, just like having to find creative new ways during this time. It's just like to promote it and just, yeah, that's kind of what I've been focused on. And even with me like dropping a project right now, it's still people have been hitting me up like, are you going to do something? And this is how I look at it. If I throw the show and nobody fucking shows up, then I look bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I throw the show and it's successful and a lot of people show up, then I look bad. <laughs> yeah. So it's a fucking, it's a fucking lose-lose situation in my opinion. So.
1: Yeah. Me, and uh, me, me, music's so different than like, cause we've been doing some like outdoor comedy shows, but it's, it's real easy to be like, okay, you sit over there six feet apart and you don't move and you don't, right. you know, you're not dancing yeah. and, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause a DJ is a, uh, yeah, it's like, exactly if there's a dj then it's like oh well this is incentivizing people to fucking dance where a comedy show isn't like gonna you know, get like well maybe you know get like eight people like rubbing on each other like standing <laughs> on that whereas like if someone starts playing wet ass pussy like y'all are in trouble like there's about to you to got to congregating.
2: i went to there's going
0: to be people congregating right
2: sure. i went to my first uh outdoor show of any sort um the Hi-Fi did an annex out back. I don't know if, if they had done that before you left. Um, but no, I went the...
0: back and felt serious for
2: Okay, that's what I was going to say. That was my first, uh, like, show that I've been to, and I was like, okay, this is fine. And it was like, good, good, good. And there was this one girl and who, it felt, like. It
0: felt safe.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, it's such a big space. And I think in I was picturing, yeah. like, the size of, like, the Hi-Fi is such an intimate space, and that's what makes the show so great. So I was worried. I was like, right. I wonder if the outdoor is going to be, but it's like, I had so much fun. And it was like, it was such a good time. And I was like, if I can go to more shows that were like this, that like, this feels very safe. It feels very like, yeah. and it still feels like the hi-fi. Like it still is kind of that like fun kind of intimate area, but without you being like, no one touch me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was at that show.
2: Yeah. It was awesome. That was
0: very, it, it was like my mood was, significantly different for like a week after that mm-hmm. just being like and i mean that bill was i mean that bill would have been phenomenal for any point in time but let alone for like right now i was like on a high with high off that for like a week afterwards
1: yeah yeah i think the first man. yeah the first shows going back where it was kind of like oh, okay like cause I, I think we were all there for a while just like is this over like is this is, is earth done Is yeah. earth been canceled uh Did you, did you uh, do, because I know a lot of comics were doing, like, Zoom shows. Did you do any, like, online events or anything like that, or just, like, interviews and such?
0: Um, no, I was DJing on Instagram Live a little bit, but they kept fucking kicking me off for, uh... Sorry if I sound a little short of breath. I just cranked out 20 push-ups. I gotta do 100 every day this week. I gotta bet (laughs) with my friends. Um... But, no, I think for this album, though, I was just talking to K-Nags, my best friend, producer, DJ, all that stuff. And uh, I, I really like um, Amine. He just dropped an album called Limbo, And he did, a, uh, like, a YouTube live performance, like a studio performance, pretty much. I think it would be cool to uh, do something like that and maybe air it live and then also just, you know, posted up but it's like it's obviously not the same but it's it's important for the fans to see <clears throat> the performance aspect is always way different how the song sound everything
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: um wait wait who, i'm
1: sorry who did you just reference
0: yeah, amine he's the guy who did like uh caroline with his breakthrough hit or is
1: it and like is uh, it the one where they're like they were like wearing masks and they're like are they wearing masks in the video
0: uh, like face
1: mask, like
0: like the COVID masks, like the COVID mask. Yeah, like a like a face.
1: Mask. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. We're in October yeah, now. We're like coming up on October, so I'm like like a Halloween mask. What
1: no, like I don't, I don't. Oh
2: yeah. Me oh, too. oh, those masks we've been wearing for the past eight months. Heard now I'm caught. Up. I I, th- I think I did.
1: Yeah. I think I watched the video for it. Where it's like they they got a it's 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 like uh has like got a, like a
2: full band.
1: He's got like a white dude in singing front of the hook. A green screen. Who's got like a uh, like a, a silky I don't voice? Know. Okay, I'll have I'll, I'll, a
2: silky silky voice. Please keep describing full, it. it. It's a full
0: it's a full performance. You should check it out. Okay,
1: I'll have um, I'll have. You might, you might have. I might be thinking of two
0: things. Finish it. I didn't finish it, so it might have been a part of it I didn't see.
1: Where's the silky voice white guy? That's what <laughs> I'm always asking.
0: <laughs> You're gonna be on YouTube for forty five minutes trying to find it. Silky voice white silky voice white guy. <laughs>
1: Uh, Bridget, did you know that, uh, I, uh, I, I gotta mention this every time that, uh, John Stamps, I uh, was his camp counselor back in the day.
2: Oh shit. Cause Bridget loves
1: when I talk about that. I used to work at a summer camp. At
2: least once every episode. Dude, I, I totally fucking forgot about that. Oh my God. <laughs> Repressed is the word you're looking for, but.
0: No, no. <laughs> we've spoken of it. We've spoken of it as adults many a time. We just haven't <laughs> spoken about it so long. That's right, man. Fucking I went I went there every summer, man. TYO camp, baby. Yep.
1: I d like at this point it just like reminds me how old I am when there's, like dudes that are in their thirties and I was like, I was their camp counselor The yeah. people like, like, How old are you? Hey.
2: Dyke set me up with someone and he was like, I was their counselor, but like only for one year and I was like, Okay. <laughs>
0: Ease up with that thirty shit. I'm 28. Let's oh, oh, oh! oh record, sorry, DJ. sorry.
1: Yeah, you got a while. And,
0: <laughs> and you're and you're a young man, all right. But yeah, it's all uh, it's all about perspective. It's all, it's all, yeah, 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 yeah. I exactly. I, I forget now you,
1: except <laughs> except when I talk about do like going to a concert and I'm like yeah I was at that concert 20 years ago and people are like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Alright uh oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey
0: what was the name of that cabin The boys cabin on top of the fucking Cabin uh, E Cabin E yeah. Alright that's all I needed That
1: haunted, <laughs> that, haunted, that, haunted that haunted boy
0: Yeah uh, haunted as hell
1: So where can people find you Where can people follow you Get all your good
0: plugs out of here You can find me Uh, Wait what's it You can find me in Saint St. St. Louis St. The- Louis <laughs> You can find me Saint Louis. Oh, that sounds way better. Um, I uh, I'm on Instagram. That's dude. Let's start there. Come to my Instagram first. If you're gonna do anything, follow me on fucking Instagram. It's,
2: it's I, like a, I ga- a gateway am. plug. I th-
0: I, think, yes, I think these push-ups got them all Dan. twisted around. <laughs>
1: Sorry, say that again. I, I,
0: I, <laughs> I <laughs> I am John Stamps. I-Y-A-M John Stamps. And that's like my Twitter, too. And that's my fucking TikTok for my young guns out there. Let's go.
1: Okay. I'm, uh... I, I feel uncomfortable being on TikTok. <laughs> I
0: felt like, uh... I'm... Dude, it, that's what took me so long, but... <laughs> After I, I thought it was gonna get banned and then it didn't, I was like, Man, I gotta I gotta get on this motherfucker. I just gotta get I just gotta get on and get going. That's how I thought about Instagram at one point too. And then like literally, I felt like that about Instagram at one point. So like,
1: yeah. I, you know now that you say that I do remember being definitely too good for Instagram feeling, <laughs> like, I'm not doing what I gotta yeah. take pictures of my yeah. dinner, post them on the internet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And
1: now I have a oh, whole, and I, now I have a whole podcast where I take pictures of my breakfast and post it on the internet.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which by the way I wish I was in town for. That sounds so fucking dope.
1: Anytime, well, man. Anytime. Time you're back. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Because I asked you if I had to cook something, you were probably like, "What the fuck are you
1: talking?" Well, what's what's funny is we've been doing. We've we've literally doing virtual one.
0: I'll make an omelet in Nashville. You make an omelet.
3: (laughs) Well,
2: that's what he was doing during like the heart of of quarantine. Is he he was posting like a he'd call people and then would do like a challenge. And so I was like, I had like been furloughed from work. I was like missing cooking, so I was just like going hard on Sundays, like cooking at home and posting pictures and being like. Oh, I cooked enough food for forty people, and it's just me here. Yeah, so. <laughs> for, for one photo. Fuck it.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> hey, if you can make the if you can make a, if you can make a theme song in the style of a, Nelly and the Saint Lunatics, that'd be dope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's just yeah, I'll just do it over that beat.
1: <laughs> All right, Damn. we we got a we got a I'm week. We got a week until this airs, so uh,
2: <laughs> so you you got time? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, perfect. And then in a in a week from now, uh, my new song Chevy is going to be dropping. I have so much new music. I have so many new music videos, and I got an album coming out in November.
1: What's that? What's so, that? You, what is that YouTube link where they can catch all the videos?
0: Uh, just search John Stamp, and when you do this, it's going to correct you and say, "Oh, you met John Stamos," and it's going to show you results <laughs> for John Stamos. It does. Def- definitely it did. It says Absolutely did, did you mean it says Did you mean John Stamp?" Yo, I got my boy Brian Frick shout out. Lifelong friend, Holy Spirit, East CYO Connect. He's a SEO dude and he's helping get me locked in. John Samos, I'm fucking coming for you, bro. And those <laughs> ten thousand And those ten <laughs> uh, and those ten thousand I or there's a I get a thousand people Google John Stamp a month. Uh, on accident, trying to search John Stamos. So uh, once I get this fucking, <laughs> once I get this Wikipedia dialed in, yeah, it's over. It's over for him. It's over it's, for it's you. Over uh, Uncle Jesse. So y'all heard it here first, <laughs> Uncle Jesse. I am the Ripper.
1: Right on. All right. Well, thank you, John Stamps. Appreciate you coming on, and uh, definitely go check yeah, out no his problem. music. Uh, some dope videos. Uh, some really dope. I mean. I'm not you know I'm not really here to promote drug use. I'm here to promote alcoholism. But you know, I, I feel like if uh you want to sit back and smoke and uh, you can definitely go down a rabbit hole and watch some dope ass videos.
0: Hey, right on. <laughs> or do or do it sober too. Shout out my fucking sober people too. Y'all need love too
1: and I got it for you. <laughs> um all right. Well, uh we'll talk to you next time on the Drunk Dial and uh looking forward to hearing that song.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Hi and welcome to the Drunk Dial podcast. I'm your host Dyke Michaels, and with me, as always, the most professional podcaster, Bridget Haran.
2: What's up, guys?
1: Welcome, welcome back. I feel like I feel like it's been a long time since we've seen you.
2: You know what? It's been a long, co- long time since you've uh, actually re- recorded the things that I've said. Mm. Uh, I, we actually recorded last week, but then somehow it. those were like the lost tapes. The lost somehow, tapes. <laughs> yeah.
1: everything you said got lost. Somehow,
2: mm-hmm. Is that. Mm-hmm.
1: You feel like that was a slight against you?
2: No, no. I feel like it was just like I feel like I maybe said some things against you in that that somehow were, we're lost. Um, I think that's more of a you. You need to internally look at yourself and and think about what I said that you were upset about. You were canceled.
1: <laughs> no, we did uh, from
2: Dyke's friendship, not from the rest of the world.
1: <laughs> I guess actually that was okay, two weeks ago now. It really was. So yeah. the last episode will be Larry, mm-hmm. which was played out of order. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of. It was a
2: fun episode though. I enjoyed doing it. I, I had never spoken to him before, and, and he was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, he's great. He's just doing dad stuff. Uh, yeah, we,
2: you said that when you're like, he won't mind if he's out of order. He's just doing dad stuff, and I was like, well,
1: yeah. Man. He 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 sent me. He messaged me and said something, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you got bumped for Sam Talon. He was like, well, at least it was uh, someone good. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. it's uh, right. With us in studio, we were going to make a drunk dial. And just call him in, in the back nine when we call a local comic and bother them. Mm-hmm. But this piece of garbage doesn't have a phone. So he came over here to be in studio.
2: That's the most comedian thing I've ever heard. Like, oh, I actually don't even have a phone.
4: I have a phone. It just doesn't work right now. <laughs> okay. And I ordered the bars to get it fixed and they got stolen because I live in a shit area of town.
2: Is it Allen Park? I
4: heard you're anxious about <laughs> Allen Park. I mean, it's scary out there. <laughs>
1: Josh Williams, local comedian, <laughs> local favorite, Josh Williams. Welcome to the program, Josh. I'm so
4: happy to be here, Doug. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for making the um, dangerous Scary walk yeah. past Ellenberger Park. I know there was <laughs> possibly some, you know, children with kites or a chihuahua.
4: I mean, it was getting pretty dangerous. A lot of people were chasing me down with like uh, voter registration. <laughs> <of kites>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a yeah. lot, lot of lot of like uh Biden Kamala <laughs> <laughs> yeah yard signs
4: yard signs oh, i was shocked one <laughs> of your neighbors here has a uh, thin blue line flag
1: yeah oh we got a we got a thin blue line you haven't yeah. seen the other side of the street
4: uh, i saw that and i was like obviously some people didn't move out of the neighborhood yeah. we a- have across
2: uh, the way there's someone who i assume has paid off his home in like 1960 uh and he has his don't tread on me flag combination with the mm-hmm. confederate flag um, oh, wow. And I I, I don't want to assume there's a Nazi flag somewhere in the home, but I think there probably is.
4: It's probably no, there is, It's probably there folded is. up into a triangle, so when he dies, they can put it on his casket mm-hmm. before they lower him down. Classic, classic. We we also
1: two doors down is and this is my personal favorite. As a guy, this is the guy you know whatever Trump twenty twenty. It's your it's your right to be a Republican, but he has. It's not just like the normal Trump flag. It's a, it's a specialized Trump flag. This says no more bullshitting <laughs> <laughs> Trump 2020. Wow. No more bullshitting. So I find that fun.
4: Oh, we went out to Dayton a few weeks ago, uh, me and Hannah and the way out there, it was like several billboards that said, keep America great again, which was a new slogan for the 2020 ad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like nobody believes that we're good right now.
2: Well, and like, there's another one that I saw the other day that was like, uh, a f- friend of mine, no longer a friend of mine on Facebook. Um, I think she and I don't know if she in front of me or I in front of her, but uh, I'm not exactly soft spoken about my opinions. But she posted a shirt that she got. She was very proud of. A shirt. It's uh It was kind of in the vein of the Obama campaign, where it's sort of like a. Um, what's that artistic form? Change, hope.
4: Yeah, but Shepard Fairy.
2: No, where it's kind of like the like um, screen print sort of face of Donald Trump, but it said uh, "Promises Made, Promises Kept." Oh. She was very proud of it and posted, <laughs> and I was like the airbrushed. Which promises are you referring to? Yeah. Keep America racist again. Promise kept.
1: So this podcast started off real great uh, because <laughs> it started off with my dog uh, bringing in a bone that he had uh, buried last week from a from a, a from a tomahawk steak. It was about a High foot bone. foot long bone. He buried it, dug it back up. Humble brag. And then um, I was he was in here for about a minute and a half. And I smelled something rotten, and I looked down because he's he's like gone and like rolled in like something gross before and jumped in my bed, and I had to like take a sh- shower with him. Uh, that sounded weird as soon as it came yeah, out. I, I had to bathe my dog. Humble brag to a
4: different community.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but I smelled something rotten, and I looked down, and there's just just maggots falling off of this bone, uh, stinking up the entire podcast studio. So now it just kind of smells like. It smells like when you leave a bathroom, like you could tell someone just took a shit and then the uh the aerosol. That's what it smells like in the, <laughs> in the studio right now. That's that's what this is what I'm living in.
4: Yeah, it smells like a Febreze corpse. Yeah. So no.
2: everyone, please come over for the Harder Brunch podcast. Uh <laughs> very safe here. Uh, you will not get COVID, but you will need a tetanus shot.
1: Did you say tetanus shit?
2: Tetanus shot?
4: No. Oh. She said shut to shit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: you, you did say shit.
2: Tetanus shit. You need to get a tetanus shit. Get your tetanus shit now. When you start to have the tetanus shits, you get the tetanus shot. Jeez. Walking with a drunk dial, folks.
1: So uh, this is your first time on the podcast. Normally, we'd call you and ask you, "How you doing? Uh, What's you know, up? Uh, all right, you know. Uh, how have you been? Have you have you been dealing with 2020? How's 2020? You know, I was hitting kinda, you.
4: I was really relieved to like because originally it was like, "Hey, I work in a restaurant industry," so they were like, "Hey." Hmm. Two and a weeks off, like, I was, like, fantastic. Like, I don't have to do shit for two and a half weeks. I knew, like, shows were going to get canceled, things like that. So I was just, like, oh, a little time off to reset, not, like, have any pressure at all. And then it turned into, like, four months. And I got that, like, anxiety to go back to work because it was, like, subtle terror. But at the same time, quarantine I loved. Like, I'm built. I live alone. Yeah. And I am built for it. You probably You're mean.
2: You're built to be alone? Yeah. Okay.
4: Did you yeah, make I've lived alone for five years. So when this hit, it was just like Were you making more money on unemployment than off unemployment? Uh I wasn't spending money. So I was making less money, but I wasn't going out after shifts at work and like getting drunk to support my bartender friends and tipping them fifty percent on like yeah. eight beers. Like mm-hmm. so I saved a lot of money and I was like, Oh, this is what my life could be if I weren't a fucking boozer. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I got a new TV, I got a new bed. I was like, I don't miss any of the people I see at the bars, really. And I was like, this has got to be the way I do it, like, when things eventually go back to normal. Because I thought that was a possibility at that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, only a few more months, and then everything's back on, so get prepared. But I had a savings for the first time ever. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, a nice little savings. I, I had big plans.
2: I underestimated how much I drink out. And I was oh, I yeah. was like, you know, where booze is cheaper at the liquor store. Can you can believe that? Drinking
1: at home, <laughs> yeah. the first The first time, the first mic I went out, and I dropped sixty dollars on wings, yeah. wings and booze, just not, and and on a Monday night. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot I used to spend money
4: frivolously <laughs> like this, <laughs>
2: like I had yeah, it. Spent money <laughs> like I had
4: it. I drank two times during the entire quarantine, which for me was four months of staying at home. And you
2: didn't drink at home.
4: I drink twice at home. Wow! So you were you were so, sober quarantined by yourself? No, no. I bought a ton of weed. Oh, okay, okay.
2: Because okay. I was just like, I was like,
4: are you? I was okay? like, I have this back catalog of video games. I was like, I'm gonna play all these. Like, I'm gonna watch everything I wanted to watch, and then I ran out of everything.
2: So you didn't do it sober. You just weren't drunk. No, I just okay. wasn't
4: drinking. Because like, a few times I drank at home alone, I was like, this is. Pretty fucking lame. Yeah, like, this can get sad real quick. Yeah, I was yeah. like, now I understand why people at bars sometimes like don't want to talk to me because I can be annoying drunk. And I was alone, like cracking jokes God, at myself I am and then hating myself.
1: <laughs> I was like, is annoying I was like, yourself. Tell this
4: guy to shut up. Like, so I was like, okay, like maybe this drinking at home isn't for me. I got the uh, Instagram story invites a few times where they're like, take a drink, pass one on. Mm. I was just like, no, man, like. My skin's cleared up. I wake <laughs> up and I feel like decently healthy. <laughs> and I was like, this is, I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. I was like doing like things I would never do when the public was out. I was going on sunset walks.
2: Jesus. Oh. Yeah, at,
4: sun- at like 7.30. That sounds romantic as hell. Yeah, yeah it was. So you I, just buy it by yourself. It me <laughs> and Him and Spotify.
2: the less annoying version of himself sober. Yeah. yeah on oh. going to walk together.
4: I'd get a little stoned. I'd go on a walk around the old neighborhood, the old north side. And I'd put my headphones on, and I would just listen to an album that I hadn't heard before, front to back, watch the sunset, and then walk home. No one knew about it. I had no shame about it. I'm I mean, feeling ashamed to bring it up now, <laughs> yeah, of all places.
1: Did you do? Okay, we don't have
2: any listeners. <laughs> did you? Hey, I'm
4: one of them. I listened to you guys. Did you? Uh, did you do anything creative uh, with your time at all? I wrote three pages of jokes about mustard. Okay, <laughs> love it. Cause like I said, I was getting really stoned. Uh Yeah. Uh Do you
1: remember any of your mustard material?
4: Um, it was more like, I was like, I, when I die, I want to be cremated and I want part of my ashes to be spread in the mustard aisle. Okay. That was just pretty much like, that was the basis of, cause I like what had happened is I went to, uh, the grocery store to buy groceries and I love mustard. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite condiment by far. Uh, I went... It's good. We like... This is a mustard, podca- mus- yeah. mustard-, a mustard- friendly podcast. Mustard-friendly podcast. ketchup. Yeah, definitely. ketchup fucking sucks. So, I uh, anything you have to add sugar to like that, that's a condiment... Sriracha's
2: trying sketchy. too hard.
4: Yeah, oh, it's we're just get, a are getting We're getting, we're getting some real stuff here. I do like sriracha, though. Yeah. But, like, we it's all know it, it's,
2: it's trying too hard.
4: Yeah, it is. But, uh, you know, I, I went grocery shopping. I bought two of the things I needed, then I hit the mustard aisle. I bought five new mustards, and then I left, and I forgot to buy anything else (laughs) I got home I had nothing to put the mustard on and I had like butter and like a couple of vegetables and I was just like oh I completely blew this trip like (laughs) but I just a dedication my mustard I was just like oh well I should write a joke about this because everyone had that in that idea where like they'd talk to me or like FaceTime and be like Oh, you must be loving all this free time. You're probably writing so much material. And I was like, no, not no. at all. <laughs> yeah. I was like, there's no inspiration. Yeah. Like, I'm just I'm, dunking
2: butter and mustard. I don't yeah, even know what's I'm happening here. Locked
4: in would, my like fortress of solitude where I can't it was like this it, is where I gotta relax.
1: Yeah, it was the opposite for me. Like I the, maybe if like what I would do, the closest thing I did to writing is we'd be podcasting and I would like think of something that I thought was funny. And then I would just say it, repeat it over and over on every podcast. Every week. Just to see if I could get a joke, uh, like 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 if I could make different people laugh with it. Yeah. But poor Bridget was always here, so she would just have to hear the same, like, dumb joke. And so she'd never seen me do stand-up. So by the time, like, we started doing the outdoor shows again, I was like, hey, come see me do stand-up. She's like... Dak, I, I heard you do this same terrible yeah. joke from
4: you its never inception I, I never for, saw, for three no, months, okay. or was it just so not that memorable for the you? The basis <laughs> of
2: the basis of our friendship is disappointment. So, when we first met, I, I knew him you from met
4: in the lines. Well, no, I knew him
2: from from uh, from food from from the the food industry, yeah. and so I like introduced myself one night drunk, which is the basis of this podcast. And, uh, and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I, I was like,
1: Oh, here we go. Another fan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, like I, I, you make food. And he was like, yeah. And then like, he sent himself a message from my phone that was like, come be on my, my brunch podcast. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then, so then we're on the podcast and I was it's like, no, move. I've, I've never seen you. I didn't know you did stand up again. Like and then I was describing in I detail talked about him
4: all the time when we met, well, I was like, have you seen my hilarious friend?
2: Were we at Kilroy's that time? we're drinking electric was lemonade mistake. that was mistaken but no he, i was just also in been detail. to many of my red flag shows i was describing shows. in detail this like <laughs> this mic i went to and he was like i hosted that mic and i was like no i've never seen you before and he was like
4: Wait, which mic was it
2: it was at um it chili was, water chili water's yeah. little annex here uh, when they
4: did it for like oh that was the for, first show you came with megan yeah that yeah
2: well i described it in detail and he was like no i i hosted that show and i was like i've never seen you do a stand-up before uh, so that is his disappointment. And then my disappointment was actually seeing him do stand up. So, well, you know, <laughs> so
4: when, when. you know, we all have our waves where we do really well for a while. And then sometimes we dip a little bit. But my thing is like, he, I feel like dyke right now is on a big spike up.
2: He made me feel really bad about never coming to the show. before, So then I was going to every single mic. And he finally was like, Oh, you don't want to do that. You need to stop. You're, yeah, yeah.
4: He you're was a like, normal person. Yeah, don't don't do that. Yeah, he people. was like,
2: don't stop coming to the show. And I was like, no, like I'm trying to be supportive. And he was like, I feel your support. You need to stop coming. Yeah. Or else you're going to Go to hate showcases, me. things
4: like that. <laughs>
2: yeah. I was like, I'll come to shows. Yeah.
4: Because people now will hate seeing behind the curtain where they're like, they see you the first time and they're like, oh my God, that was great. Like I had a friend that was like, I want to be your manager after the first time he saw me. It's just one of those one-off shows at Ice Cream Social that I did really well. And it's because the show was like packed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh he's like, let me manage you. Let me manage you. And I was like, no. There's no money, <laughs> so the percent you get could be a hundred, and you'll still make zero dollars.
2: Like, <laughs> this is an open. But mind. then he
4: kept coming to every show and checking him out, and he's like, "I'm noticing you're saying a lot of the same things again, but you're just like maybe adding like a line." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, man, like it's called comedy." Yeah, we're it, just, it's we're like
2: testing the waters.
4: So <laughs> he's a musician. I was like, imagine like uh, you play guitar and you you write a little riff and you show it to the band, and they go, "It's okay." maybe we could do something with it. So you bring it to the next week's practice and you add a little bit more and they're like, it's getting better, but it takes you like a little bit more to get it to where it's nailed down. I was like, imagine doing that, but not in the privacy of a home, but in front of a live audience who don't know you who do not know who (laughs) I am. And most of the crowd's comics and they've seen the shit before. So they're like hoping that it gets better because they want to be able to pay attention.
1: It's like, it's like coming to dress rehearsal (laughs) every week and then never
4: going to see an actual, like, so, play. Like a
2: dress rehearsal where they're writing the show as they go. Yeah,
4: yeah. still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, mics Mike, are rough. Like, yeah. that's well, what I'd... made me realize I love comedy was because I lurked in Cracker's Broad Ripple for years. <laughs> like, where I'd go every week, and it was, like, a motivator for me to, like, try to write jokes because I'd see the local comics get up there and just eat shit. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, local comedy sucks. And then you see those people in, like, a showcase, and you're like, oh, I could never touch what they're doing. Yeah. Because they're actually doing like worked out material. Where when you see up mics, it's just like they're. I always equate it to like you're pooping in your hand, no. and you're throwing it against a wall. Whatever poop sticks on the wall, you try to write something with it. Mm-hmm. Like outside of that, like and not a lot of poop sticks to the wall.
2: I feel like you could have gone with like pudding. You could have done anything else. But it's you weird pooped. to
4: throw pudding against a wall, but if Is you're it crazy,
2: weirder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would argue if I mean, you're a total fucking
4: maniac. Like.
2: Yeah, well, I, d- I didn't know that. It's like I've never been around comics before, and now I find myself in this like community of comics, and it's like I didn't know that about the mics So I was like, Oh, when just, I heard you, guys I'm just trying to be I'm trying like, to be supportive. I
4: love this. I was yeah. just like, Oh, like you
2: were like, She's not even funny. Why would he ever let her on the No, bike? I love
4: that. no you don't want two funny people on the podcast like, going <laughs> back and forth. Because, I'm the
2: boring one. <laughs> well, they step on
4: each other. Like yeah. you're the uh, you sense of logic, like the regular, oh, like God. you you know, you have your. Finger on the pulse of society, where Dyke is. I don't his, want to know where a, her fingers have been. A delusional comic, like really all does. of us, where we're all just like, "Yeah, this is gonna pay off someday. <laughs> <This> is, I'm gonna <laughs> be famous."
1: Yeah. Hey guys, I uh, I feel like we're hitting a rhythm there, but uh, we gotta take a break. We have a great interview coming up uh, with local uh, musical legend John Stamps, not to be confused with John Stamos. Uh, we're gonna John Stamps. <laughs> John, John Stamps uh yeah let's talk to John stamps and uh, we'll be right back with uh Josh Williams in the studio welcome back to the drunk dial podcast that was an amazing interview with uh local musician well I guess now midwest musician yeah, john I mean, stamps
4: local yeah. legend
1: local legend midwest musician John stamps and Josh you were saying that what were you saying you had some sort of connection to John stamps
4: yeah, uh, you know a good buddy of mine produces some music. His name's Dylan Prevails. Um, he's done a, I think, a thing or two with John Stanis, but a lot of like musicians just around him in general. But back when uh, you guys were doing the ice cream social, like I was there first show on, and you know, like I had done comedy a couple times before. Never thought I would do well at all. Well, I never I thought, did. Actually, I thought I would do amazing. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be fucking legendary. Yeah. And I had that like, handful of shows, that was just a fucking nightmare. I was like, oh, I'm not writing right. So then I started to, like, get a reaction in a positive way, not, like, a shock and all thing, mm-hmm. which is, like, a lot of new comics try to do, like, edgy, stupid material. But uh, actually started to get a good reaction, and it was, like, the first ice cream social show I got that. So I was just like, oh, no, I've hit it. And, you know, you're new, so you think, like, you're going to be fucking famous in a year i was like here comes a netflix special <laughs> i had a good set like, but uh i had a I, w- I was just so jacked on myself that i'd had good sets that after the social was over that was karaoke night over at sam silver circle down the street where john was working yeah so i'd go over there just be trashed. wednesday night
2: karaoke <laughs> yeah
4: it, dude, it was a legendary night there oh yeah pre-covid but uh I would just go over there, like, so cocky and full of myself because you're getting that, like, adrenaline boost of, like, I am who I thought I was, <laughs> and now everybody knows. But in reality, 15 people that have attended the show for free ice cream know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, for one moment, they don't know who you are. So I would stumble across 65, <laughs> get the you see what on. I just did <laughs> over there? Yeah, and I'd see all the, like, people that, like, or, like, in the terrestrial art scene, but they don't contribute at all. I'd be like, I never liked you in the first place. I'm a fucking legend. You pieces of shit. And they could have kicked me out. I'd like go the to villain the villain
2: from Home Alone right there, too. Yeah. <laughs> really
1: you, either, uh, you either die a hero or live long enough to become a Home Alone villain. That's what they oh, yeah. say.
4: I immediately became the villain. Like <laughs> <laughs> It was like if Superman saved the world, and then that night, he just started breaking down buildings. Like... You guys don't know how awesome I am. Yeah. My my
1: very first uh, real show that I got paid for um, was the Indie Fringe Festival, like short films, and it was at the uh, it was the Art Museum Newfields or whatever they call it now. And um, it, it like it was crazy because like Hannah went with this was back when Hannah was still drinking too.
4: Hannah Rochline? Hannah Hannah, Hannah Rochline. Oh okay.
1: Uh, she she went with me and like she dressed up to the nines. Oh, and, no way. and like, uh, <laughs> put like, like red bottom, those are like, uh, red bottom shoes on. And what are they called? What are like, red bottom shoes? Christian uh, Louis Vuitton. Yeah, Christian Louis Vuitton know. shoes. Thank you. I don't know what
4: that means.
2: She has Christian Louis Vuitton. Yeah,
1: she, she's a bougie bitch. And, uh, Girl,
4: she's had a lot of people buy things for her.
1: And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was just like, I'm just, if anyone asks, I'm just going to say that I'm your manager. And she looked like it. And, like, there was like, we, we're trying to find uh, where the beer was. And they were like, oh, it's actually over here. And she was, like, yelling at people and ordered a like, golf cart. And she was like, the comedian needs a golf cart.
4: <laughs> Dude, she's so take charge. That's what I love about Hannah. Like, uh,
1: but then, like, had the show. They had, a, they, they had a red carpet for us after the show. And we were, like, we were taking pictures. Yeah, and, like, photos the whole time I was just like, if this is comedy, I want to do this all the time. Like, this is great. <laughs> but then, like. Yeah, I just, like, that whole, like, uh, serotonin and endorphin rush. Oh, yeah. And I, I believe I just got dropped off at the dugout afterwards, and it was just like, no one knows how amazing I well, just it, was. It, yeah. it,
4: it's like the red carpet is in your mind. Yeah. Like, like, realistically, you're, you're getting that big rush. Like, like, the only thing I've been able to associate it with is, like, when you go on a date with someone that you really want to go on a date with, and it actually went really well, and you're going to keep it going you go home and you feel hopeful you go to bed I don't know and the first that. thing you wake up <laughs> like you wake up and you're just like that was amazing that was great like that's how that initial rush is with comedy and like Unfortunately, it was very toxic for me because I learned quickly to not be like that. Because then
2: the second show is like when you text that person the next day and they're like, actually, I don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> well, well, That's how it goes from there. Why you're are new you still calling
4: me? So people are still like buying into it. And so like I would go there and just be like, ah, I've never liked you in the first place. Like things like that. Like I was way too confident like my, my opinion and things. And it just like everyone was just, like every time I'd show up at Sam's, they'd be like, this dude's a dick. But I go to the bar, John Stamps is there, nicest guy in the world, always oh, friendly, and kind. Dovetailing this back to John Stamps, yeah. I, for, I forgot I that's what this. We're going. Yeah. yeah, always friendly and kind to me. Like I've got nothing but support for the dude. I like his music. His music videos are hilarious, like in their own way. Uh, and you know he's a good Midwest guy.
1: And he would he would he would solve your wounds by being
4: like, hey. He would serve me and not be like, hey, dude, please leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These people you've known for 10-plus years that you're just, like, bitching at? Like, because you think you're cool for you're, one night?
1: You're bugging. You're yeah. freaking the girls out, man. You gotta go. <laughs> when you're, well, yeah, gr- when like, you're
2: drunk and confident, you're, all of a sudden you're Joe Pesci, and you're just like, I've, oh, I never liked I you Joe anyways. <laughs> that was
1: a really good Joe Pesci. Shut
2: the fuck up. That was <laughs> pretty
1: good. Pretty good Joe.
2: <laughs> That's, like, the voice I think you were doing, though, when you, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, I'm from the Midwest, but then I walk in, and I'm just like, all of a sudden, Joe Pesci.
4: Oh, I'm, like, naturally... East Coast personality. Like anytime I've gone out to the East, like they love me out there because mm-hmm. they're mean. Brag. It's good. Some of oh, does. it's not a humble brag. I'm <laughs> bragging heart. because you go out there and they like are not nice to you. But if you talk shit back, they will immediately like you, mm-hmm. and then you get like the real person, and you become friends. <laughs> nice. Oh, somebody doesn't agree.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. Um.
2: Cody's just full
4: of maggots. Maggots, <laughs> yeah. He's gonna poop on your bed. you gonna maggot poop all over.
1: I'm like gonna that. have to sanitize this whole studio. Now you don't understand how gross grossed out I am right now. The fact that I was even able to finish this podcast should say a lot. That that is. I feel like I have a bad. I feel like I have the stinky kid. I raised the stinky kid in class. That's what happened. It's digging up bones covered in maggots. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any? Uh, do you have any uh, upcoming shows anywhere people can see you do uh, stand-up comedy?
4: Dude, with how things are going, no, no, like mics, but there's what a mic, like the Monday uh, half Leader show, and that's gonna be until it gets too cold.
2: So, if you're our other two listeners that are not <laughs> Josh, uh, and you need a, com- a comedian to come into your shows. Reach out to Josh Williams, guys. Yeah, I'll do he it for sure. Looking Josh artwork. Williams, his
1: DMs are wide open.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, well, I was running my own show, and it was going really well. Like, it was picking up steam. Now like, you
1: can't even get booked on your own show.
4: Yeah. Well, it's a small bar. Like, we could fit 50 to 60 max, and it was like a upstairs, like, hallway. So, to, like, I'm one of the... I remember
1: I'll, I was never booked on that somehow. Oh, uh, you were
4: about to be, was, but... You're more
2: of a downstairs
4: hallway yeah, kind of guy.
1: Yeah, more of a downstairs bathroom kind of no. comic.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I like I I was really specific with booking where I wanted to, like it to have a flow no colored I get it to work <laughs> with each other no separate would, but equal it was more like <laughs> a, what he's trying to say I would have a colored max so once I get two <laughs> yeah. I'm just like okay no more yeah, yeah. Okay. you're not, you're trying, trying, to not yeah. trying to scare the audience we're not trying we're not trying to have a black it's mass here, ass yeah. like I, I want the white people to feel ready like, yeah <laughs> don't don't scare the straights I get it like I mean you could be a ticket taker like I don't know. <laughs>
2: If our only listener wasn't here, I'd be worried about being canceled,
4: Yes, yeah. Boss.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're just we just got three likes on Apple right now. <laughs> Josh is like I really like that episode with that Josh Williams. Oh,
4: that guy's great, man. He's said ticket taker. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just If uh, you say
1: ticket taker real fast, it sounds like a racial slur, by the way.
2: <laughs> that's how he meant it. Yeah.
1: He's a real ticket taker, if you know what I'm
4: saying. Oh just like uh we're gonna keep doing that show, but like, we're in a weird spot where, like, uh, conservative states aren't really, like, taking the disease that seriously because they respond to, like, people. Because it's been so long that people are reacting in a way. Like, somebody the other day, for example, she was, like, she came up to me and she goes, uh, so, what do you think about this? This is a personal question. She's, like, do you think when the election's over that the virus is going to disappear?
2: It's not really a personal question at all.
4: She framed it that way. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like. That is the most American stupid way to ask me a question. You think that the virus only exists here because it's being used for political gain? No. Yeah. But that is not the case. It only thing. exists
2: now because we have a stupid fucking political system. Every other country in the world has... Well, we have a stupid president. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I would argue yeah, the system is so flawed. The system's um, bad, too. That doesn't like when I talk about politics. It I understand. shuts me in the closet.
1: No, it's fine. Uh, I just... I. A lot of times on podcasts, it turns into a circle. Like, Trump is bad, am I right? And Trump is bad. Well, man,
4: we're we're city folk. So, in Indiana. So, we're one of the, like, three bubbles of the entire state where it's us, Bloomington, and pretty much, like, Fort Wayne. Yeah. Where, like, if you live in the vicinity of the city, then you understand how, like, you're around a lot of people. So, culturally, you empathize with the people around you. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you meet people that live in the middle of nowhere and they're just pure Trump and they're not reading the news or anything like they're getting. I don't even think think
1: it's that. I think it's like like if I lived in a place because like we're not a big city. So You think
4: if you were from Martinsville, you'd be
1: anti-Trump. Okay,
2: they would never let Dyke in Martinsville. (laughs) That's
1: true. Uh, I mean, if I was white from Martinsville, I'd probably have a lot of different opinions. Yes. Um, No, but I think like if you live anywhere where, you know, uh, because a lot of people like haven't like. We talked to John Stamps just now and he was like, Yeah, I had co- I had COVID in July. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like most people are like, You know what? I live in a town of a thousand people. I don't know anybody. No one's had COVID. Like I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like let me go to let me go to my work. Let me go to yeah. everything and it's like that's that okay. actually makes sense. Like I, 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 kind of understand that. Like when you're, yeah, but then you, have but to like to you have the like, internet hey. and you can see that yeah. like other places are affected differently. Yeah, and than that. please
4: understand that no one goes to your town because you have a thousand people yeah. there. So yeah. why would anyone come there that would have that? Like mm-hmm. you're a. A bubble in your own right. Like. Yeah, I mean,
2: I also I would just argue he lives in Nashville, so I don't know where you guys think Nashville is. But Indiana? No, uh, no, Nashville, Tennessee uh, is, is not a thousand people. No, but like my thing is like even today, like I had a woman who is really good friends with my dad. I really like to end these on a really sad note, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Always. know, you're you're a fan. And um, with uh, I love
1: terrible tragedy. Things, so.
2: But yeah. uh, but start
1: with maggots and with tragedy. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um. But no, it's like my dad's friend who who lost her husband. She woke up. Uh, in bed. She looked to her right and her husband was dead and he had passed away from COVID and then she and her adult son who lived with them uh, he had some mental disorders and he then passed away a month later and like she and he were both in the hospital. She just posted about it today and she was like it's been two months since you've been gone. Like I miss you so much. And so it's like the people who are like it's not real. It's not a thing. Like I just I argue them to like expand your horizons. Meet someone yeah. like that who, who is Have is some struggling. empathy for Have someone some else. Have some empathy. Yeah. No, that's um, absolutely right. and, and so it's like but I think that you know I... I Obviously, like I work in the service industry, like I want us to be successful. I don't want restaurants to close. Like it breaks my heart every time, um, you know, restaurants close, and it's like people who who I know, who I'm friends with, who are close to me. You know, I don't want that to happen. But I just want everyone to be safe when they are going out, and to you know, keep that in mind. Uh, obviously, when when we're all moving forward. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's I don't know where like, I was going with that, guys. Just like well, it's you know, at the locally owned.
4: Thing. All right, Josh, stick
1: the landing on this comedy <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
4: So it's hit locally owned places the most, Mm -hmm. which in like relation to the comedy scene, which is like part of what this podcast is, it hurts us because Indianapolis should be a big scene because we're the crossroads of America. So many comics come through here. The only way we're going to raise like the local scene to being a bigger thing is through locally owned businesses because corporations aren't going to put up Mm -hmm. open mics in their businesses. So it hurts us too that that's happening. Like it hurts everything. Mm -hmm. Like it does nothing but promote like companies with money behind them getting through when mm-hmm. local businesses are the most important thing we could do for the city.
2: Well, and even now I, I would even challenge people like in a more optimistic stance, Um, you know, the red flag open mic at Indy hostel was so great because it was outdoors. Like I would challenge people to like, let's brainstorm, let's come up with something that we can do indoors, someplace that's socially distant someplace that like we can be safe, you know, let, let's keep this momentum going. Cause people have, it's like, you know, I, I can't go to any open mics again. Like yeah. I said, I'm not allowed, but it's like, but people love open mics and it's like, it's a good place for people to work out new material, especially cause like, as we move into the winter months, it's, it's harder and harder. And, uh, and, and I think that it's good that we kind of keep this momentum going, keep, keep brainstorming creative ways that we can continue to be out while also being safe. And uh, so if you have good ideas, go ahead and, and sh- shoot us a DM here at the drunk tile. <laughs> or if you have work for Josh Williams,
4: any work at all. If anybody <laughs> can please,
1: please book Josh Williams. <laughs> Actually, Josh, where can they find you on social media?
4: Um on uh I don't really use Twitter, but it's there. Mm-hmm. But also Instagram at not funny on paper. Uh Facebook, just Josh Williams. You know, I'm a I'm a redhead. Uh I, I think there's like Humble none bread. other on Facebook locally that's a redhead. Like another Josh Williams? There was one other Josh Williams. He kind of looked like me, and I had this like fantasy of murdering him someday. But you that is just me. You know? Kill him and
1: take his power?
4: Well, people would be like, hey, you look a lot like this other guy named Josh Williams, and he's a total piece of shit. And they're like, so I thought you were him. The and then and times that I guy was like, Yeah, like, I can't believe. Yeah, they're like, then I got Josh to Williams know you? Josh Williams also
2: has split personality disorder <laughs> and that's his other personality. He is an asshole, but this one is guys, super nice, be. guys. Follow, Follow him on social media. Yeah.
1: Follow Josh Williams on Instagram, not at not funny on paper. He's a real piece of shit.
2: Or else he True will kill you. <laughs>
4: uh, when the Burnside Show happens again, please come to it. It's such a great show. We have so much great talent on, excluding, you know, the people we haven't had on yet, people like Dyke, but we're gonna have him on.
1: That's right. Uh, yeah, once uh, COVID's over, we're going to... He'll be there
2: to take your tickets when you guys yeah. come in the door.
1: Once COVID's over, we're going to start integration. Uh, we're going to be a fully
4: <laughs> so integrated a show. First show back, I wanted it to be you, uh, Ben Politzi and Cam O'Connor, the three people I want on the show. Because there are three people that have, like, somehow gotten better post-quarantine. Like... Somehow, I don't want to make yeah, I don't want to make it sound un- unbelievable, it's but it's like you know what it is like some of the people went up and had the <laughs> confidence of their past like humor and it just didn't translate, and some people like came up and just actually like made the best of it and did better and better.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So it, it's something but a compliment.
1: I'm not sure what that is. Uh, you have no confidence, shade? and
2: it, it is a good thing for you. Yeah. Is what I just said no, no, you, you,
4: you don't know how stupid you are,
2: mm-hmm. and you know what? No, it's, it's funny to
4: watch. <laughs> Some people had the confidence without, like, the, the work ethic. So they went up there and they were like, oh, I'm just going to cut Josh Williams this. is
1: going to dig himself into an eternal hole. Thank you for Can listening you to worse? The Drunk Dial. Josh, you're the only one that's going to listen to this episode, so it's fine.
4: Cool. Yep. We'll no, s- I won't listen to it because I'm on it, so. <laughs>
1: we'll see you next time. <laughs> we need the numbers. We need the number.
4: The number? <laughs> that one? <laughs> Bye. <laughs>